Oh no, not another ritual. Not another invocation intended to make the invisible forces manifest in the visible world. What has that got to do with the world we live in today? Graduates leave university and can't find a job. Old people reach retirement and have almost nothing to live on. Grown-ups have no time to dream, struggling from nine to five to support their families and pay for their children's education, always bumping up against the thing we all know as harsh reality. The world has never been as divided as it is now, what with religious wars, genocides, a lack of respect for the planet, economic crises, depression, Poverty, with everyone wanting instant solutions to at least some of the world's problems, or their own, and things look only bleaker as we head into the future. What am I doing here, trying to make my way in a spiritual tradition whose roots are in the remote past, far from all the challenges of the present moment? Along with Jay, whom I call my master, although I'm beginning to have doubts about that, I am walking toward the sacred oak tree, which for more than five hundred years has stood there, impassively contemplating humanity's woes, its one concern being to surrender its leaves in winter and recover them in spring. I can't stand to write any more about my relationship with Jay, my guide in the tradition. I have dozens of diaries full of notes of our conversations, which I never bothered to reread. Since our first meeting in Amsterdam in 1982, I have learned and unlearned how to live hundreds of times. Whenever Jay teaches me something new, I think that perhaps this will be the last step required to reach the top of the mountain, the note that justifies a whole symphony the word that sums up an entire book. I go through a period of euphoria which gradually dissipates. Some things stay forever, but most of the exercises, practices, and teachings end up disappearing down a black hole, or so it seems. The ground is wet. It occurs to me that my sneakers meticulously washed two days before, will soon be covered in mud again, however carefully I tread. My search for wisdom, peace of mind, and an awareness of realities, visible and invisible, has become routine and pointless. I began my apprenticeship in magic when I was twenty-two. I followed various paths, walked along the very edge of the abyss, for many years, slipped and fell, gave up and started all over again. I imagined that by the time I reached the age of fifty-nine, I would be close to paradise and to the absolute peace I thought I could see in the smiles of Buddhist monks. In fact, I seem to be further from achieving that than ever. I'm not at peace, Now and then I go through periods of inner conflict that can persist for months, and the times when I immerse myself in some magical reality last only seconds, just long enough to know that another world exists, and long enough to leave me frustrated because I can't absorb everything I learn.
We arrive. When the ritual is over, I'll have a serious talk with him. We both place our hands on the trunk of the sacred oak. Jay says a Sufi prayer. O God, when I listen to the voices of animals, the sounds of trees, the murmurings of water, the singing of birds, the whistling of the wind, or the boom of thunder, I see in them evidence of your unity. I feel that you are supreme power, omniscience, supreme knowledge, and supreme justice. I recognize you, O God, in the trials I am going through. May your pleasure be my pleasure too.